0: Every year people take up high risk sports. 4,000 people scale the jacket surfaces of mountains each year, literally hanging on by their fingers and toes. They scale mountains like Mount Everest, the Andes, Mount Fuji, Mount Kilimanjaro. They climb these mountains to get to the top. Eight Hundred people a year attempt to climb Mount Everest. Two out of every two hundred and ninety don't make it. They never get to see the top. Over twenty-five thousand people shoot the rapids of, of the Colorado River with this rushing, swirling currents racing between rocks. They're taking a risk that they're going to make it down that Colorado River without smashing in to one of those rocks and be killed. Another kind of risk, although it isn't life threatening, is playing the commodities, the market, the stock market, putting their finances on the line in the face of an unknown future. People are doing that now. People go over here to, uh, what is this gambling place right up the street from MGM? And they play craps possibly. They play the slots to try to get rich. So are you a risk taker? Are you a risk taker? Actually, everyone is. Whether we start a business or start a family, you're a risk taker. How about living as a Christian? Are there any risks involved? Are there any risks involved? Yes. That may sound strange, as God literally holds the future in His hand, but risk. Is a very real risk, is very real for a Christian. In fact, God ins- expects us to take risks. In Matthew, the 25th chapter, the 14th verse, you don't have to bring that up, sis, perhaps the best illustration in a parable told by Jesus about a man who traveled afar. And before he left, he gave three of his servants money to invest. The one he gave five talents, another two, another one. The servant that he gave five talents invested them and earned another five. The one with two earned two. But the one with the one talent didn't invest it. He didn't invest it. Instead, he buried it. He hid the talent. Then the owner returned and asked each servant to give him an account. Those who invested their talents were commended by their master. But to the servant who buried the talent, the master said, you wicked and lazy servant. You know that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not seeded. So you ought to have disposed my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. He said, you should have done something with it. You buried it. You didn't do anything with it. Christians are like, some Christians are like that today. God gives us talent. We ought to use those talents. We just can't sit back and not use them. We just can't sit back and not do anything and say, well, we're going to heaven. We made it in. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, Even what he has will be taken away. You see, if you don't use what God's given you, (laughs) he could take it back. You're not using it. So what need do you have for it? There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's consequences for not doing what you should be doing. There's consequences. We ought not to just come to church just to come to church. I mean, we come to fellowship and we come to feel the Lord because I'll be honest with you. If I came to this church and I couldn't feel the Lord, (laughs) I'm I'm going somewhere where I can. I'm not going to stay here. Because I, I love seeing all of you. I love being around you. I love you. But I love Jesus more. I want to make it in. I want to make it in. This story is talking about taking risks for God. God gives each of us the stuff of life, time, Ability, influence, understanding, even material resources to invest for his kingdom. See, our time, we ought to use our time more wisely. You know, in in this day and time, we have a lot of time where we're at home possibly. And I'll be honest with you, I like sports. So anytime there's a sports event on TV, I'm looking. I'm looking for something. My wife will tell you uh, if I could find a marble tournament, I'll probably watch it. But I've 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 come to understand lately, and I've come to know that I need to spend more time with the Lord, and I'm I'm spending that time with the Lord. I'm not. It's not so much about sports all the time. I'm reading more. Yeah. I'm praying more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm God is helping me to understand better. Yeah. I'm I'm witnessing to people. I'm you you see, all you gotta do is open your mouth yeah. and talk. Yeah. People will talk back. Yeah. Now if they don't like what you're saying, they'll let you know and the conversation will end. <laughs> and usually when you're talking about church, people it, if you can get their attention and hold it, they'll talk with you. They'll heal you, hear you. But if church is not what they want, the first second they get to turn the corner, you know, it's like some folks in the hill on Sunday morning. You say altar call, you feel a wind blow by. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being real because this is life and it's real. And this is what people do. You say Jesus, if people don't want to hear it, all you see is the door open. You don't see them leave. You know that they're gone. But we're talking about taking risks. And using our time and our ability and our influence. You know, you don't know who you could influence. You don't know who you have influence over. If you don't open your mouth and talk, you know, we sometimes we're so afraid to talk about the Lord with folk because we're afraid, I believe, of being rejected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look, the Lord knows you're, you're his feet, his hands, his mouth, his eyes. Right. You got to talk. You got to open your mouth and talk. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 know, sometimes we judge ourselves and say, Well, you know, they they're not gonna do that, bishop. They're not gonna accept what I'm saying without even talking to them. <laughs> don't don't you have to actually hear someone reject you before you you know that they're rejecting you? <laughs> but a lot of times we <laughs> we we reject ourselves. We we say, Well, you know that they're not going to listen to that. we the judge and the jury. <laughs> and, and we don't, we, we haven't talked to them, so we, we haven't given them a chance. Because people are looking for something. And as much praying and fasting as we've been doing, God's going to move. He's going to move on some of them. I don't know that he's not going to move on all of them. I'll say that again. I don't know that he's not going to move on all of them, but I know he's going to move on some of them. And we have to keep the faith. There will come a day when God will ask us that we use what he gave us. That we use it. You see, you... you We all don't have to be the same, but we all have to do something. What did you do with what I gave you in your life? That will be his question. That is what the master asked his servants. The servant who buried his talents tried to justify his actions by saying he was afraid. Because he knew his master was a hard man. See, Lord, I knew you was a hard man. So I went and buried that so I would, at least I would have that when you came back. Well, in life or on a job, I'll use a job situation. When you're on a job and you go in to do a job, and in some jobs, your 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 supervisor boss whoever it may be your employer requires that you get certain things done now in order to keep that job you have on some jobs you have a a, what is it a protocol or uh, where you have to have so much done A a quota thank you and if you don't meet that quota then you're not on that job long. So you, he said he, he knew that he was a hard man. Does that sound like people today blaming others for their lack of involvement? He accused his master of being unsympathetic and demanding. On jobs, they demand that you do a certain amount of work because you're not there to... <laughs> have fun. You're not there to get paid to do nothing. You're not there to sleep. You know, you're you're not there to do that. You're there to work. So if you know your employer requires a certain amount of work, you have to get that done. So he should have understood that the Lord required a certain amount of something because what's the old phrase something is better than nothing to do something is better than to do nothing it wasn't it wasn't a matter of not knowing what his master wanted and you 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 have to invest invest it even if you just put it in the bank at least You will get interest, interest. You see, you don't have to go out and try to buy a company with it. Just put it in the bank because anything you put in the bank, at least right now, (laughs) you're going to get a little bit back. Well, I said, that's why I said right now. (laughs) I would, I would go to the credit union, Bishop. I would use the credit union. I won't use the bank. The bank can go belly up, and you're out. The credit union can't. You get your money. But that's a whole different story. But you, you, we have to do something with what God has given us, church. We have to. We can't just sit on our hands. We can't sit on our hands and do nothing. We can't watch brother such and such do work, and we do nothing. If brother such and such goes out and he invites 10 people to church and they come, we can't ride that in the heaven. We can't say, well, Lord, he invited 10 people and uh-huh. I'm coming through the gates with him. <laughs> him and his 10. I'm going to ride along with him, God. No, no, you're not. Thank you, brother. No, No, you're not. You got to use your time, your influence. Why was he wicked? Because he failed to do what he should have done. James 4 and 17 says this. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth not, to him it is sin. So, (laughs) you know what you must do. If you don't do it, the Bible says it's sin. You can blame no one but yourself. You can't blame someone else for your own downfall. So the master took the talent back and gave it to another who demonstrated the willingness to try. And then he expelled the servant from the master's estate in the outer darkness where there would be misery and suffering, and I tell you, when, when I read that, when I read anything that's talking about going to hell, I'm out. I'm out. I'm telling you, brothers, I'm out. I can't, <laughs> I just can't fathom it. I've come too far. To to turn back and miss out now. I come too far. I'm not, look, I'm not, I love my wife dearly. But I ain't missing out for her. I love my mama. I love my auntie. I love all of y'all. But I'm not going to hell for now one of you.
1: I'm
0: just going to keep it real. I'm not. I come too far to lose out. I'm going to do what I have to do to help someone else to get in, Bishop. But I'm not, <laughs> I'm not missing out. <laughs> I'm not missing out. I'm here to tell you. you. You say, well, Brother McNeil, he was all about himself. When it's going to heaven, oh, yeah. I am very selfish when it comes to that subject. Anything else, a piece of cake, a drink, a soda pop, a steak, I'll feed you. But when it comes time to ride, I'm out. You can't expect to get to heaven doing nothing. You cannot expect to get to heaven doing nothing. Don't think that hiding your talents means that it will be there later. You can't sit down on God. You just, you can't think because because you got the Holy Ghost, that's it. I'm done. I'm in. I know it's a little thing some folks call once saved, always saved. No, no. <laughs> no, no. No, no. I have to do a lot of repentance why I'm driving.
1: <laughs>
0: I do a lot of repenting when I'm driving, brother, because people are crazy on the road, and I have to say, Lord, forgive me for what I just thought, because you know, things come to your mind, and, and the devil's always trying to get in between your ears and just this morning, I'm riding down the road, come going. I ain't got to go but three miles to work. I'm riding down the road, this fella's over here, he decides, Bishop, you know what? I'm coming over. You can just run on a curve. I don't care what you do. And it just so happens that God was, God blessed me, God kept me, and showed me a way out. And I said, Lord, you know I like to, I should catch up with him and, The Lord said, no, well, the Lord said, no, let it go. And then I had a thought that, you know what? He's going to get his. And the God said, no, (laughs) no, pray for him, pray for him. Failure to invest the talent caused the lazy servant to lose out. Jim Elliott, a missionary, who gave his life by ministering to a hostile tribe in Ecuador, said he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Jim Elliot died knowing he he wasn't going to keep his present life. He had chosen to risk it for eternal rewards. See, we can't be trying to hold on to this life here. Because you're only going to be here for a minute. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it amazes me now. I look at men and I look at people that's wealthy, people that have a little bit. And I look at some people that don't have anything. Right. But, and, and they live life like they're going to live forever. You're, you're not going to live forever. You're, you're going to leave. We're all leaving. Yeah. It's where we go when we leave. That, that matters. It's What situation will our soul be in when we leave? Either we, you know, the Bible says to uh, judge yourself and you need not be judged. The Bible says that, right, Bishop? So what God is saying is, if you judge yourself now, during the judgment, I'm, I'm going to be doing this. Come on in. If you judge yourself now, God's going to be saying, come on in. You don't you judge yourself and you need not be judged. That means he's not going to judge you because you live by this word. You did what this word said do. All he can say is enter in. See, I want to hear him say, well done. Well done by good and faithful servant." The truth is that everything we gain starts from the point of risk. Everything you do in life has risk. Some risk had to be taken. It happened to Israel. God gave them freedom from the Egyptians and a promise of a new land. There they stood at the point of risk, defending giants, defeating giants. Living in walled cities or going back to their old familiar past. Slavery seemed better than the possibility of dying in the desert. They said, Lord, take us on back. Why you bring us out here and you're going to let us die of thirst? Now, <laughs> I'm no genius by a long shot. But he done brought you across the Red Sea with Pharaoh chasing you. And you saw what happened to Pharaoh's men. (laughs) And he told you he was going to take you into a land that flowed with milk and honey. And you still didn't take him at his word the first time you could complain, the first time Moses went up to talk with the Lord, Mm -hmm. they said, you know what? Make us an idol. (laughs) Make us an idol. Uh Now, like I said, I'm no genius, but I'm wondering, there was no one in the crowd, Brother Aaron, that said, wait a minute. You forgot about God that quick? Because see, you, you remember I told you, I'm not going to lose out and go right at that point right there. I said, Lord, draw a line in the dirt. They all on that side and I'm on this side with you. They're all over there and I'm over here. I'm standing with you, God. I'm standing with you, Bishop. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Their hearts did not move toward, did not move forward with God. And their disobedience led them, led to their death in the desert anyway. And they wandered around for 40 years. They wandered around for 40 years. Didn't get to see it. Well, they got to see it, but they didn't get to enjoy it. Didn't get to go into it. Your choice always determines your destiny. Your choice always determines your destiny. The choices we make in life will determine how our life will be. If we walk with the Lord, look, I'm not saying everything, I'm not saying you're not going to have no trouble. Because the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. So you gonna have, because you need a little something going on in your life, because if you didn't, you you would get complacent like like they did, see? You'll get complacent. So you need a little something going on to keep you honest. The lesson of Jesus' parable about the, the servant who refused to take a risk was also about a master who rewards those willing to step out in faith. The risk-taking servant were faithful in using what they were given. The number of talents given to each wasn't the same, but each used what they had. Likewise, we don't all have equal potential, but we all can give 100%. You see, we all can give that same... I might can't do what you can do, but I can when it comes to percentage and what I'm doing, effort, I can give 100%. We all That's the one thing we all can do. We can give 100%. We all can give 100%, Bishop. It doesn't matter how young or old you are. We all can give, me and Naomi can give the same 100%. She's a young child. She's not as strong as I am. But we all can give that 100% when it comes to the Lord. Amen. The master said to each of them, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Each of them was given authority and entrance into the Lord's joy. Taking the leap of faith and using your talent will lead you into joy. The using your talents will lead you into joy. It doesn't matter, well, what you do if you're doing it for the Lord and it's honest from your heart. It'll lead you into joy. You know, you can be, you you can go to work sometimes and and it not be a good day and begin to witness to someone and things will turn around for you. There's been times things have turned around for me. There's been some times I've, I went to work and I had thoughts and I began to talk about the Lord with the young man and tell him something about Jesus. And that, that issue or that problem that I thought I had, is gone. Amen. You know, it's gone. It's, uh, I tell you, uh, back years ago, when they diagnosed me with cancer, that's one of the things. The Lord is what kept me. He kept me. God really did a work on me, church. I mean, you all just don't know. Because usually when you hear that word, there's, there's panic in your spirit. But God didn't allow me to panic. He didn't allow me. I didn't wake up one night. I slept like a baby. I slept like a baby. You know, when I got things going on in my life, I go to the Lord. I tell him about it. I I let him know what my problems are. Because he's able to take my problems and solve them. He's able to take my... I went to the Lord, I said, God, I said, when me and my wife leave this hospital, I said, Lord, I... See, because I recognize what the devil... you, you know what to do. Look, he wants to get here. Mm-hmm. And I knew that. So I said, Lord, you know what? I don't want to wake up tonight thinking that I'm going to die. I don't want to go the next couple of months without rest. I want you, Lord, to put a hedge around my mind. I said, God, at that point, I didn't ask God to heal me. Because I knew he could, but that I was more thinking more about my mind, and look what God did. He used the doctors, of course, but he healed me, but he never, I never woke up one night. I, never, I didn't walk around thinking, you know, Bishop, I got cancer. You know, this is it. You know, what I got to go through next, because a lot of times things in life tear us down we get the you know we get beat up a little bit to see if the devil can hit you and make you stumble a little bit to where he knocks not you you see your countenance says a lot about you so if you're standing tall and strong you got good countenance but if you're walking around you yeah, well, what's wrong with you well you know, I got this and I got that. Okay, you may have it, but God can heal you of it. So you got to keep your head up and let the devil know that I know who's in charge. I know, who, I know who's running this show. You're not running this show. My God is running this show. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. See? He, he's a way maker. You see, you, you, you got to let him know. I'm coming to a close, Sister uh, Tyler and Praise Team. Jesus himself was the ultimate risk taker, giving his life and leaving the fate of the kingdom in the hands of ordinary men he was willing to die a shameful death in hebrews since if you will bring up hebrews 12 and 2. looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and it sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, so he was willing to die a shameful death on the cross because of the joy he knew would be his reward. Hallelujah. You know, I thank the Lord for what he did for us. I thank God for what he's doing in the church. I thank God for what he's going to do. You know, the pastor talks about the prodigals coming back. I believe that. I believe that. We can't look with our natural eye, we got to look with our spiritual eye. And when we meet people, we have to open our mouths and say something, we have to start a conversation. You know, I wrote down something. uh, Let me find it real quick. I looked up the word uh, conversation. It's a talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. I'm going to read that again. A conversation, this is the definition of the word conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. And you know, I begin to think that we ought to be talking about the good news. The good news, not the news news. The good news, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That should be our conversation, church. The good news. And all it takes is for us to open our mouth with a hello and begin to talk. And you never know whose life could be changed. Mine's was, mine's was, Yours was, somebody talked to you about the Lord. It changed your perspective on life. Because God changes lives. He changes lives. And these people are in need of a life change. And it's us. It's us. It's us. We have to do it. Well, I thank God for you all being here tonight. Uh, I hope that you got something out of this. Uh, You online. We appreciate you. Uh, We want to say we'll see you Sunday. Amen? Amen. Amen.
1: just say yes you lead the way I'm not afraid of what it means for me to say that this life you gave is not my own I'm trusting you to hear my yes and lead me on Say to save the best for all who trust you and obey you say the best for all who trust you and obey and there is an answer